Keeping the faith in the family. Keeping the family in the faith. His scripture is perfect and applicable. The more that we study, the more biblical. Our lives can become, we can even be fun. So long as the truth is our prize. O Lord of all, make us holy and wise. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith Family Radio Show. I'm Elaine Muniak, and with me, as always, is my lovely, wonderful hubby, Ryan. Hey, everybody. So glad to be back on the air. Go to faithfamilyradio.com for other episodes that you may have missed. Now... Honey, your schedule's still kind of crazy at work, isn't it? That's kind of why it's been hard to get a a show out there. Yes, it has been extremely crazy. I don't know if it's ever going to stop being crazy, (laughs) at least this year. Yeah, I keep trying to tell myself, well, this is just the Lord providing financially, but at the same time, I I would rather have you home than have all the money. (laughs) So... um, really hope that works out. I know you guys had two new hires and Mm. one didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the theme for this year is we'll get people to apply and then they'll say, oh, we really don't want the job. Or we'll actually get through the hiring process and then they'll say, yeah, we quit. Mm-hmm. either before they even start or before they get fully trained. It's not a hard job, people. You look at cameras all day. I do that all the time when I'm, right. when I'm watching Pride and Prejudice. or <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's like watching television mm-hmm. for eight hours a day. Sure, it's boring and you can't change the channel, but at least you're watching television. Good points. Good yeah. points. <laughs> now... You recently were helping out at a conference, the yes. True Woman Conference, put on by Revive Our Hearts Ministry, right? Yes, Nancy DeMoss, uh, she heads that up. And the way I convinced my husband to go to this conference I so desperately wanted to go to was to say, hey, honey, what if I could go for free? And he said, all right, we're going. <laughs> so um, that was the end of that. And it was a wonderful experience, although right before, I think it was a day or two before, um, I saw a post from website regarding prayer circles and Nancy. So I got a little nervous, but after reading it and seeing all afterwards, the, the information that was out there, um, I feel like it's kind of one of those John Piper situations where, yes, you want to be aware of it and be discerning, but I'm not ready to throw Nancy out yet. (laughs) Right. And we actually did some research regarding it, and it all kind of seems to stem back from 2012, the conference they did in 2012. Mm -hmm. And since then, there hasn't really been anything. So it looks like they've realized the error of the prayer circles. Well, let me just say this. I read an article that said that the conference I was going to was going to be this pagan conference where it was just all this prayer circles and the author was misinformed or, you know, perhaps he was flat out lying. Let's think the best though. And um, uh, that was not it at all. It was very um, gospel centered. It was, uh, it's, there was a lot of talk of repentance of sin, um, making sure you're in the faith, living a life of holiness, all good, solid things. Um, were there a couple of things I didn't agree with? Yes. They weren't heresies though. They were more preferences, more, uh, I, I don't really like the way they worded that. They could have worded that and it not sounded so wonky. <laughs> mm. 
You're, you're used to hearing stuff like that, though, coming out of my mouth. Because I always say <laughs> things where my foot should be there when words come out. We're not going to go there. That's a whole nother episode. No, I'm just <laughs> joking. No. So who were some of the speakers that were there this year? Okay, this year, oh, there was Russell Moore. There was, yeah, I wasn't a fan. There was Mary Cassian. There was Janet Parshall. There was Blair Lynn, who I loved. Johnny Erickson Tata did a Skype. Nancy DeMoss, of course. Um, Wogamuth. I have to add the last name now. The Gettys. They, well, they weren't speakers, but oh, man. If you can go see the Gettys, I don't care where they're at. You you figure out a way to get there. <laughs> Just don't do it in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> and Stephen Kendrick. He was one of my favorites next to Nancy. He was the one that, that gave a whole message on making sure you're truly saved. And he... Um, used first john for that so that was really really cool it's not a very popular message so yeah (laughs) but i i heard a lot of ladies really enjoyed hearing it so i don't get why the modern preachers want to stay away from the controversial topics because a lot of people are ignorant of it and are eager when they hear this kind of biblical teaching so well, it sounds like you had a, a really fun time. This conference was actually in Indianapolis, Indiana, mm-hmm. where they have some great things to do with, with children, which is what I was doing the entire time you yes, were at the conference. Honey, you were so kind that you kind of took over the role of watching them all. Day. I mean, and you're not used to that. I think you no. get a couple <laughs> hours here and there by yourself, and I get texts from the store, when are you coming home? <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't get those. So, like, God must have been giving you extra I didn't grace. have time to give you those <laughs> because the kids were running me crazy. <laughs> oh, man. But, it, it was it was definitely challenging, a, a sanctifying weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the places we went to was the Children's Museum mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, and that was really cool. They had a lot of neat exhibits. Mm-hmm. I will put a disclaimer on there. They do promote and give out the evolution worldview. Worldview, yes. Mm-hmm. So be discerning when you go there with your children. But a lot of the stuff was just really neat. My, my favorite thing was the gigantic uh brachiosaurus <laughs> that went from the ground all the way up to the top floor of the museum on the outside it was like standing on the building peeking his head into the building <laughs> that is really neat i i loved that i think the kids really enjoyed themselves too um the parade you mentioned that they liked that there was a doc mcstuffins exhibit which the the kids love they love the the dress up i know Mm -hmm. that they've mentioned that more than once is the all the dressing up they got to do is like space yes yes you got to dress up like astronauts got to dress up like doctors there was a, a whole china room where they got to do stuff from china that i know was sarah's really... been telling me hello in chinese for like <laughs> since we've got home <laughs> how do you say i have no clue is it ni hao or me how or... so you haven't been listening to our daughter tell you hello yeah um <laughs> i'm not sure to how to answer that to make me not seem like a terrible parent <laughs> <laughs> I love my children. I love to listen to them most of the time. But then there are moments where I, I flake. I'm I'm uh, I'm human. 
Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What'd you say? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, today we're talking about podcasting because September 30th is International Podcast Day. If you don't know what a podcast is, you're listening to one right now. And if this sounds like it's going to be a boring show, please don't (laughs) change this. Don't turn us off because like there's a lot of good stuff on this show. Yes. We have decided that as a celebration for International Podcast Day, we wanted to introduce you to some of our favorite podcasts. Right. And you know, there's a lot of mainstream ones that we like. Honey, can you name a couple of your favorite ones that probably everyone in the Christian community would know? Well, the first one that comes to my mind is Wretched with Todd Friel. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows about Wretched. No, actually, I was in a ladies' theology group, and someone was hearing about him for the first time, and it's just like, what were you, like, in a cave the past 20 years? (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, it's it's amazing. We think like everyone should know, but then there are those few that are just like, no, never heard of him. It's like, yeah, you need to get on the internet right now. <laughs> yeah, so Wretched uh, at Wretched.tv mm-hmm. is a wonderful podcast that you can listen to. They mm-hmm. do, I think they do an hour every day now. Yes. Wait, I thought it was two hours. I think it's been scaled back to one, one hour. Yeah. Bummer. I could be wrong. I haven't listened in a little while, so. Well, check them out. Definitely. <laughs> what, what else do you, do we have, honey? What What's another one of your favorites? Grace to You is a big one. I love John MacArthur. Even though I cannot follow him along on every point of doctrine, I still love that it's just all grounded in scripture, and he just preaches with such boldness. He doesn't really care what you think. He's going to preach God's word faithfully, and You'd probably like this about him, honey. He has a big focus on making sure you're saved, mm. making sure you're of the faith, that you're not a false convert. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is a, a passion of mine to mm. make sure people examine themselves to see whether they're in the faith, because mm. I was right. not really a Christian for a long time. I, I was falsely converted. Mm-hmm. Another one, I and I can't say this, you know, we talked about... Um, the conference I just went to, so I can't leave it out, is Revive Our Hearts. Mm, Nancy, they have a podcast. They do, and it's really good. Nancy has had some good speakers on there, like Kevin DeYoung has been on there, I've heard. Oh, I can't even think of, I mean, she's had so many different people, but probably Johnny Tata has been on there. Um, and then she recently did an episode dedicated to George Mueller. Ooh, That'd be one I'd be interested I know, in. Right? I, I love George Mueller. Yeah, she's just, she's one of the, the mainstream ladies that has been faithful to teach God's word. You know, she's not like Joyce Meyer. Oh, wait, am I not supposed to give that name out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call heretics out on this show. <laughs> but yeah, so she's one of my favorites. Well, another one of mine is the Audacity to Podcast. It's not a religious show, but. The man behind the show, Daniel J. Lewis, or the Daniel J. Lewis, is a professing Christian. He actually used to work for Answers in Genesis. Oh, wow. So if you're interested in doing your own podcast, he's a a great person to listen to. Mm -hmm. And when we come back from the break, we're going to start listening to some other podcast favorites of ours. We're actually going to interview some of them in just a moment. This is the Faith and Family Radio Show. 
Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. Today with me I have uh, Pastor Gabriel Hughes. He's the creator of those WWUTT videos that you see on YouTube all the time. That stands for When We Understand the Text. What you might not know is that Pastor Gabe also does a podcast under the same name, at least this week. Is that correct? (laughs) You're going to get me with that. Well, that just proves to you that I actually listen to the podcast. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you credit there. <laughs> so first things first, something we always like to ask people that come on the show is, how were you saved? How how did the Lord save you? Give us a, a brief sharing of your testimony. Boy, I actually got saved at a really young age. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad planted Christian radio stations. And uh, one of the um, uh, bigger radio stations that he planted was in Columbia, South Carolina, which was where I was born. On the uh, At the time, it was the Columbia Bible College campus. It's now Columbia International University, but the radio station is still there. So I grew up in a Christian home, attending church all the time. My dad uh, taught me the scriptures. You know, I, uh, some kids learn to read with a Dick and Jane reader. I learned to read with the Bible. That's how he taught me to read. And so I was learning the scriptures from a very young age. Um, I understood Christ as Savior, uh, who rescues me from my sin and whom I have eternal life. I understood that from the age of four. And so I remember being by myself in my bedroom, getting on my knees and just praying to up in the air, looking at the light because I didn't know where else to look. But I prayed uh, to the Lord and I said, God, my life is yours. Do with me whatever it is that you want to do with me. Um, I worship Christ, the Lord, and I believe in him as Savior. And um, and so that was kind of how my faith got started at the age of four, at least as far as a conversion experience goes. Uh, Now, throughout my young adult life, um, I I lived a very moral life. Everybody would have looked at me as a squeaky clean individual, but I had some dark sins that I was practicing behind closed doors that nobody knew about. Uh, And uh, even though I acknowledged the Lord with my lips, my heart was not with God. And so I had a period where the Lord really broke me and convicted my heart, and I repented before the Lord uh, and asked him to renew me again. And, um, you know, I've been kind of continuing on this road of sanctification and uh, became a pastor in 2010 and uh, have been doing that ever since. Uh, so that's uh, just kind of a little bit of my story. Okay. So now where where do you pastor a church? It's uh, First Southern Baptist Church in Junction City, Kansas. It is right next door to Fort Riley. Um uh, uh, Fort, Fort Riley, of course, being the military installation, our church is about 60% military. So it's a revolving door. We get a lot of people coming in and out of our church because the military moves people to and fro. Um, uh, so I just, I actually just made a comment to somebody tonight. We had a new family come in for our Wednesday night services. Um, and, uh, and I made the comment that in the six years that I've been there at the church, I've probably seen, you know, four different congregations over that period of time because of just how many people come in and out of the area due to, uh, 
uh, uh, Fort Riley. So uh, it's a great church. We're, we're fairly small, you know, just a little over 100 people in the congregation. And uh, uh, but it's, it's uh, Bible teaching, expositional, uh, devoted to the gospel and sharing the gospel with the world. Gotcha. So do you get anyone coming into the church because of the podcast? We do. I don't know that it's necessarily intentional. Like we haven't added any new members that were specifically looking for our church because they knew we were, they, they knew that when we understand the text came out of our church. Um, we have had some people come to the church and they'll, they'll see a what video get played. I don't do it every single Sunday, but every once in a while we'll play a what video and they'll, they'll make the connection between my voice and the guy in the video. And they'll go, I've seen those videos before. I had no idea you were that guy. So, <laughs> uh, we've had some instances like that. Uh, and, uh, I don't think anybody's come in though, like knowing that uh, that what originated from there. That we might still have that happen sometime in the future, but I don't think anybody's come looking for our church because of that. Okay, so now why? I think I kind of already know the answer because of, from what you were saying in your testimony. But why did you decide to get into podcasting, and and when about did that happen? Well, I um, I grew up in radio. As I mentioned, my dad planning Christian radio stations. I've been on the air since I was seven years old, spent most of that time in Christian radio. When I was 29, I left radio and uh, and pursued a calling to become a pastor. And I didn't do any broadcasting for a long time. As a matter of fact, I really felt like I had walked away from it and I wasn't going to go back. But there were some friends of mine that were encouraging me to start a podcast. And I really wasn't interested in doing that. I, I had too much on my plate, didn't have the time to put something like that together. But it, it really started with the videos, uh, the what videos, when we understand the text, doing those uh, 90 second videos. They started out four and a half minutes at first and then kind of got condensed down to 90 seconds. Uh, so you can still find some of those four and a half minute videos. But uh, uh, after we did the videos for a while and they got popular, then we felt like we could do a podcast that would go along with the videos. And at first we were going to do the podcast as an explanation of a 90 second video. There's only so much you can say in 90 seconds. So let's do a video that kind of expounds on the topic a little bit, or I'm sorry, a, a podcast that expounds on the topic a little bit more. And uh, so, so that was the intention with the podcast. But then when we uh, when we ultimately launched it, it became, you know, 20 minutes of devotional teaching, uh, expositional teaching through a book of the Bible. And so uh, uh, that seems to have worked, even though I can't seem to settle on a name. I've tried to change it. <laughs> uh, but we went back to when we understand the text and that's the way it's going to stay. So it's uh, there are what videos and there's the what podcast. You can find all of that at www.utt.com. What sets you apart from other podcasts with a similar format? That's a that's a tough question because I don't really feel like we're doing anything all that original. Uh, when I first started doing the podcast, I knew how to teach, and uh, you know, from my years in radio, I had a pretty good radio voice. So I'll just open my Bible up and I'll teach what's in the Bible. But when we started the program, we actually were getting emails from people saying we've been looking for a podcast just like this, just giving a straight Bible teaching, and we haven't found it. And and uh, and so what you're giving to us, this is perfect. This is exactly what we've been looking for. And it was unusual getting emails like that because I didn't really feel like we were doing anything all that original. Like you can go listen to Grace to You from John MacArthur and and he's 
he's John MacArthur. You know, I'm, I wouldn't dare try to compare myself to him, but uh, that's the same thing. You're getting his sermons, but he's doing expositional teaching through a book of the Bible. Uh, and I know the Grace to You ministry, uh, you know, they've got things that they're uh, introducing from their ministry as well. And we don't necessarily do that from what. Uh, but um, uh, so I, I can't really tell you what it is that sets us apart. I think there are some other great programs out there that uh, maybe approach biblical teaching a little bit different than I do, but it's still good edifying teaching. Um, I just know that when I tell you about when we understand the text, uh, what you hear is what you're going to get. Just very simple, straight Bible teaching from the Word, 20 minutes of devotionals every day, uh, um, uh, expositional teaching that is submissive to the authority of the Word of God. Very cool. Now, Gabe, I'm sure everybody wants to know, how did you get your voice to sound so cool? I mean, everybody that I know of, they, they love the voice of the what guy. Does that just come naturally to you or did you have to work on that? Where did I get my voice from? Well, it came from my dad. Uh, <laughs> so it's not a unique voice to myself. In fact, if you were to get my dad and I together in the same interview, you, you wouldn't be able to tell us apart. We sound the same. In fact, I've got a couple of brothers that even share the same voice. So uh, we were we were blessed with good vocal cords. Okay, so it's kind of along the lines of all the different guys that have the same movie voice. That's right, yeah. The, the guy that does the, the whole, in a world where darkness reigns, you know, something like that. So... <laughs> I've done all that spoofing the movie trailers and stuff, too. That's very cool. Well, Pastor Gabe, I don't want to keep you. I thank you so much for uh, spending a few minutes to talk with me. Uh, once again, what's your website? Where can people go for more information? Yeah, you can find all of the videos. The most recent video that we did is going to be on the front page of the website when you go to www.utt.com. And if you're looking for, like we've done over 120 videos now, so if you're looking for everything separated out by category, you'll see the videos tab there at the top of the page. And uh, if there's a certain topic that you're looking for and you're wondering if there is a video that addresses that Bible topic, you'll have it all sectioned out there according to topic on the on the website. So uh, www.utt.com, all of the what videos and the podcast right there on the front of the page. The children of Lima, Peru face many difficulties, hunger, neglect, abuse, and most importantly, a lack of the gospel. Heart of Christ Ministries seeks to bring the gospel and to fulfill the other needs of the children. Please consider partnering with us. You can sponsor a child for just $25 a month, and there are many other ways to help. Please visit hofcm.org. Keeping the faith, the faith in the family. Right now on the line, I have Matt Slick, the founder of Carm.org. He's also a radio host. He does Matt Slick Live, and it's also a podcast, which is why he's on the show today getting interviewed, because we're talking to podcasters about podcasting. So, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. Let me let me ask you first things first. How were you saved? You mean my experience of getting saved? Yes. The short version is that um, I was at a church watching a film, and I was an agnostic at the time. And uh, the pastor said, "Who wouldn't mind knowing more about Jesus after the film was done?" I raised my hand. Wouldn't mind knowing more. And they said, "Good, come forward." I didn't want to go forward, but I did with a bunch of other suckers who raised our hands. And uh, so some people met us, like 10 of us walked forward, 
and uh, one person for the congregation for each person, this guy uh, walked up with me, and we all had to kneel. I'm like, look, this is ridiculous. So he starts talking to me about Jesus and all this stuff, and I tuned out thinking I'm going to just leave. I was 17 at the time, thinking I could just run. I could, I'm fast, and I could just run. And I went through these iterations for a while and decided, well, let me just see what this Jesus stuff is about. So I tuned in back into what he was saying, and he asked me um, if I wanted to receive Jesus as my Savior. And I went through what's called Pascal's Wager, a variation of it. I didn't know that's what it was. I said, well, if Jesus is there, I'll give him a try. That, that, that can't hurt. It'll only be good. If he's not there, it doesn't really make any difference. And if he's there and I don't try him, well, I'd lose if he's real. So I might as well give him a shot. That was my attitude. So I said, well, i got to be as sincere as I can. So I'll try and pray. And this guy said, this guy, okay, sure. And he started, well, then pray with me. Pray after me. And I, I started praying. I figured, well, I'll be sincere. The Holy Spirit himself overshadowed my soul with such profound, intense holiness I instantly dropped my face to the ground and started yelling out my agonizing tears because I was in the presence of holiness and I was instantly aware that I was a very bad sinner and all I could do was just just hurl out my agony of the awareness of my sin and the presence of incredible purity and this went on for a minute or two and I could not look up I could not do anything other than just hurl into the carpet just my repentant, agonizing tears and moans. Wow. And then, then Jesus was next to me. He was just a little behind me, a little to my left. I couldn't see him, couldn't touch him. I wasn't going to look. It wasn't an issue. I was just aware of his presence. I was aware of his attention. I was aware of his concern. And I remember, I don't know how to explain it, he was looking down upon me and... I just waited in the middle of the profound tears, this wailing, this agony. And incidentally, those tears were worse than the day I buried my son when I carried his body to the grave. Those tears that day in the presence of incredible holiness were so profound that they undo you. They change you. You have no option other than to be changed. And all I can tell you is that Jesus, I don't know how else to say it other than he so to speak, stepped into me, and I had a physical sensation of my sin leaving, and I was changed. Now, I'm 59, almost 60, and it happened when I was 17, and I've calmed down quite a bit since then. So God, in his great mercy, saved me. I believe the reason he did it that way, with such profound strength, was because of what I'd be doing later. Because, like just today, I was going through three different Qurans, reading about Islamic theology, uh, this weekend, I'll be going to Texas to do two debates with two atheists. I have to study their arguments. I have to study the enemy's information for years. And I had to have something strong to keep me strong. And that's why I, well, I believe God did that. That is amazing. I don't think I've ever heard a testimony quite like yours. But mm. praise God for, for him saving you um, and for all that yep. he's allowed you to do in ministry. For those that don't know about your ministry, CARM, please tell people what CARM is all about. Sure. About 20 years ago, almost 21 years ago now, um, actually, I, was, I graduated from seminary in 1991. I'm an ordained minister, was a pastor. And uh, let's just say it didn't work out. Nothing bad was done. It's just denominational differences of opinion on debatable issues. And 
And so, you know, I needed to find a different denomination to move into, and things just weren't working out. And I'm just trying to make it with an, a wife and a new baby and, and just working in the secular field for a while. And um, so this new thing called the Internet came up, and uh, well, I had been doing bulletin boards. That was what happened before the Internet, bulletin board systems. So I was doing that. And people were asking questions. So I've always kind of been into apologetics uh, ever since about 1980. And so... I would see on these bulletin boards bad things, and I would see on this new thing called the Internet, these various things called websites. I'd see people saying things. I thought, that's just not biblical. It's not true. And so I would respond to them, and then people would ask me questions. Well, instead of repeating the same thing over and over, I decided to create a little website just so I could put the answers there, and then I'll tell people, go here and look at the answer. Not that my answers were, I thought they were great or anything, but people started asking me questions, and I had this knack for answering them. And uh, so that's how CARM got started. And I remember when we had 72 page views in a single day. And I remember, that's awesome. And now, uh, the average this year is 77,000 page views a day. By God's grace, he's used it. So that's what CARM is, apologetics, a defense of the faith, teach Christian theology, expose the errors of Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Islam, uh, Christian science, unity, Baha'i, atheism, abortion, homosexuality, and things like that. Teach logic and uh, try and equip people. Teach them how to be fishers of men instead of quick keepers of the aquarium. Amen. So that's what- I, I know myself, uh, I use the CARM website quite frequently in preparing for ministry, uh, doing campus ministry and evangelism ministry, stuff like that, teaching people about different world religions. CARM.org was a major resource for me. So thank you uh, on behalf of all Christians for doing what you do at CARM.org and for having that resource out there. No problem. Well, I can't say no problem. It's been a huge amount of work, and I work probably 60-hour weeks every week. Yeah, and you recently suffered from some troubles, uh, if I hear correctly, via your radio show. A server crash, and uh, we didn't know that it's kind of complicated, but we had things backed up, but the way the server crash occurred, it was kind of odd. It was a year and a half of it was ready to break, and for a year and a half until when it did break, uh, that previous year and a half, certain relationships between files and locations in the database were uh, not being stored properly. So when it crashed, we lost it. And we lost a year and a half's worth of work with corrections and things like that. And so going through the process of fixing it, uh, we discovered that there's problems. Everything, we're fixing problems, we're realizing there's more problems. So we're still in the midst of trying to recover from it. And our page views are down. And um, we're having problems. And we're in the process of trying to fix it all. And we have to do it with volunteers. We don't have the money to hire somebody to develop a new system, a new new thing in order to to uh, get it going properly. But, you know, by God's grace, uh, it'll all get done. But, uh, yeah, we're still recovering from it. Okay. And we'll be for several months. Well, that's definitely something for the listeners to pray about. Pray that mm-hmm. Matt Slick's server problems would be taken care of, and uh, just pray for Matt Slick and his ministry in general. So... Yeah, we need it. <laughs> yeah. So I brought up the radio show that you do. Why... Did you start the radio show, and when did you start it? We started it ten and a half years ago, and people wanted me to do it. And um, 
So I, okay, I'll look around to see if the doors open up. The doors opened and I started it. And now we get calls from all over the world. And uh, we've had calls from, I don't know, how many countries. And it's been great. People like it. And you know, I'm a little different in the way I do things. Um, I can be a little bit obstreperous. And people say, well, what's that mean? And I say, it means boisterous recalcitrant. And so I'll have fun on the radio. And But yet I'll teach advanced theology. And, you know, I have sayings I'll say on the radio, like, take your right hand and put it in front of your face. Now look to your left. Now slap yourself upside the head. And uh, <laughs> try and be entertaining as well as uh, deep theologically and logically. And sometimes I can go so deep that people just can't follow me. So, yeah, you know, I get complaints every now and then. We had no clue what you were talking about. <laughs> and for the most part, though, people really enjoy it. And um, by God's grace, we've got over, I think, 21 or 2,200 shows in the in the can. So, you know, been doing it for a long time. Very cool. When you did the radio show, obviously it didn't start out as a podcast, but you have now transitioned it to also be a podcast. Was it hard right. to do that transition from radio to podcast? I don't do anything with the podcast. We have people who upload it to wherever the podcast universe is, and I couldn't tell you how to do it. I don't know. Uh, we've luckily got some people who are helping me out instead of me having to do everything myself, which is what it's been for years and years and years, teaching myself how to do all kinds of things. So I don't know uh, how it gets put up there. I, I'm, I'm serious. I don't even know. Uh, it just gets up there. Uh, the radio people do it, and we have somebody else that works with CARM. They take the shows and put them up as well. And uh, so we have different ways of, of getting them and, and stuff like that. I mean, I don't listen to myself. I wouldn't do that. I mean, sheesh, I'm done. I'm going to listen to something else. So I don't worry about podcasts. Okay. So what would you say sets Matt Slick Live apart from other Christian radio shows or Christian podcasts? I blend, uh, let's just say, basic advanced theology and not so advanced theology. I learned my theology on the streets way before I went to seminary. So what I do is take things and apply them in, in people's lives. So like, for example, the doctrine of the Trinity is one God and three distinct simultaneous co-eternal persons. Well, the ontological Trinity is that each of the members of the Godhead share the same essence. The economic Trinity is that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have different relationships, different roles. The Father sent the Son. The Son and the Father sent the Holy Spirit. Only the Son became incarnate. The Son came to do the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit convicts. They have different functions. Well, you can take this, these principles, which are true, and you can apply them to marriage. Because in the ontological trinity, the three persons are one in nature. Well, a husband and wife become one flesh. There's some spiritual aspects to that. And then we could talk about the economic relationship where the, where the husband has certain uh, responsibilities by nature being the male, and the female has certain ones by being female. It's an economic relationship based out of the economic trinity, the very nature of God himself, reflects into how man and wife, a man and a woman or husband and wife are supposed to re react to each other and interact with each other in the marriage context. Now, I, I skipped a lot of stuff there, but that's the basic, basic principle of, of for example, the reason um, we're to behave in certain manners within uh, male-female roles in marriage. Once I explain the theology, people understand, oh, I get it. So I do that, that kind of a thing in all kinds of areas of theology. And so that's a little bit different. And then um, I'll debate people. Uh, and I use logic a great deal. And I'll say, no, that's a genetic fallacy. That's a fallacy of composition. I'm sorry, red herring, stay on topic. And, um, you know, you're self-refuting. Your worldview can't be true. Disjunctive syllogisms, deductions, inductions, things like that. And blend it all together so people can get, get trained. 
that, that's, I guess that's why it's different. So what have been some of your most memorable callers? Are there any that really stick out to you? Well, we've had some callers who just don't have all their paws in the litter box, and unfortunately, those um, they, they occur. You know, just kind of have to hang up on them because you can tell something's not right with them. And those are some memorable. But um, generally, it's people who think that they have the truth when they don't. And then they'll try and argue. And then what I'll do is I will use what they're saying against themselves, not by twisting their words, but by, wait a minute, you said this, but that's not possible because of that. And, you know, things like this. So, for example, this week we had a Roman Catholic call up and and he said that um, the only way to go to, he said it was not true that you had to go through Mary in order to get to Jesus. And I went and found the research really fast on my website, Pope Leo XIII, um, in a, I believe it's an encyclical, I'm not sure, said that the only way to go to Jesus is through Mary. And I said, that's what he said. He goes, that's correct. I said, well, then you can't go directly to Mary. I mean, directly to Jesus. And he says, no, yes, you can. This is a logical impossibility. You can't have, you have to go through Mary and also not the case you have to go through Mary. And so this is an example of the illogic. And so what I'll do is, is uh, I just start, I start laughing. On the radio, I was like you're kidding me! You, you don't you see what you're saying? You know, and and uh, so you know, those are for me. Those are memorable when people are are completely illogical, and um, they obtain what is called um, cognitive dissonance, mm. and they can't see that they're uh, deceived. And this is the logic of the reason is because of their total depravity. Their minds are enslaved to sin. It's called a noetic effect of sin, and uh, they can't see because they're not regenerate. Very neat. One last question for you. Since mm-hmm. you actually do a brick-and-mortar radio show, in addition to the podcast side, are you considered a celebrity in your own town? Nah, but <clears throat> I am considered a public figure. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, I'll go places, and, and you know, depending on what you mean by celebrity, I'm not a celebrity, but, but I'll go places and people can't believe they're talking to me. You're really mad slick, you know. They'll call the office and, and they'll say, I can't believe I'm talking to Matt Slick. And, and I put, put him on speakerphone. I tell my wife, she works with me. I say, hey, hon, listen to how great I am. Listen to this. And stuff like that. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, people know, whatever, they know who I am. I go to churches. I go to places. And they know and whatever. Not a big deal. Okay. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being on the radio. I know you're a very busy man, so I don't want to take all your time. One more time, where can people go to get more information about you and CARM? And is there anything that you, last words, anything you want to share with our listeners? Well, just go to CARM.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G, and explore, and uh, read, and check everything that I say against Scripture. Now, my last name is Slick. It's my real name. It's not a radio name. And so I always say, uh, you can't trust a guy named Slick. You always got to go to the Word of God and check whatever I say against scripture all christians should do it you have the responsibility to do it don't just trust what people tell you your pastor your elders or me or anybody you check what it is against the word of god if it comports with god's word then accept it if it does not reject it simple as as that study god's word believe on it and move forward and trust god and go and he'll use you amen here's how vidangel lets you watch movies for one dollar You buy a movie for $20, don't worry, it ends up being $1. Since you own the movie, you can legally set your filters. Now, watch your movie. Then, with the click of a button, sell it back to us for $19 of credit. That means each movie is only $1. 
It's that simple. Buy for 20, set filters, watch it, sell it back for 19. Enjoy your $1 movie. Sign up at faithfamilyradio.com slash vidangel. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. Right now I've got Ricky Gantz with me from G220 Radio and the G220 Radio Network. He started his show uh, roughly around the same time as Witness Radio, which is another show that we do here at Muniac Media. And his show has been going strong. Ricky, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell us, when did G220 officially get its start? Wow, man, it's <laughs> putting me on the spot with that one. I, I don't even really remember the actual date. Uh, I know we started off as Berean Boys Radio. We did a, a few months, and then um, due to some other obligations, we uh, decided to to go different ways with that. And uh, then G220 Radio came about, and uh, we're at almost like 200 episodes right now for G220 Radio. Of course, there's more episodes with the network and, and the church uh, sermons that are, but um, it's been definitely over two years. Very cool. Couldn't even give you the exact. I don't even remember. It just it's just one of those things. We just do it, and and time goes by. And as I'm getting older, I forget. I forget how long I've been going at it. So before we get into more information regarding podcasting and your network, we always like to find out about people's testimonies. So please share with us your testimony of how the Lord saved you. Actually, I grew up in church. I grew up as a typical false convert, uh, believing myself to be a Christian because I went and said a prayer and I was baptized. And then I was told by people that I was a Christian because I did that. And uh, But there was never any true life change in my life. I, I went off and joined the military. I lived my life pretty much uh, the way that I wanted to live it. Um, I still had a fear of God and, and of, uh, believed myself to be a Christian, um, but I did not have a changed, transformed heart and uh, had not come to true repentance and faith in Christ Jesus. Although I mentally believed it, it was not a heart change. And so then back in 2008, the beginning of 2008, I the Lord brought me to uh, true saving faith. He brought me to true biblical repentance. Uh, I was in my room and I couldn't sleep. I was bothered. He was bringing back to memory all these things that I've done against him and brought me to them by knees on my floor in my bedroom uh, where I weeped over my sin, uh, sinning against a holy God and realizing that I sinned against a holy God. And from that point, uh, my life changed. Everything was different. I got up with desires to actually want to go to church and want to, to read the Bible and want to ner- learn and, and grow. And I just couldn't get enough. And I just wanted to continue to know more and more about Christ. So I started listening to radio shows, started out with Moody. And then I came across like, I didn't have an iPod, but I had an MP3 player. And so I started downloading MP3s and stuff. Uh, and I just wanted so much more. So God completely changed my life where he took me from where I believed I was a Christian and had no desire for the Word of God, no desire to fellowship with believers, to changing my heart, giving me desires for Him, for His Word, for being able to fellowship with believers, and completely radically transformed that. Okay, so why did you decide to get into podcasting? Actually, um, as I mentioned, uh, it started out with Berean Boys Radio. Me and my friend Chris, we were 
just sitting around talking one night. We we went, uh, I don't know if it was a friendlies or wherever we was at, but we were sitting around talking. And uh, I was telling him, I was like, because we had a lot in common. And I was saying, man, I would love to uh, maybe start a podcast sometime. And he was like, yeah, me too. And so we were like, well, let's do it. And uh, we started off with the Berean Boys Radio. Uh, and then I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed talking about the things of the Lord with people. I enjoy having guests come on, people to that I can learn from that they can share their knowledge with myself and then with the listeners. Um, and so I've just enjoyed it ever since and just continue to go. And I'm always coming up with new ideas for a show because I'm, I'm either it's something I'm studying myself or, you know, something I'm reading through or, or I'll see things that are going on or, or somebody will post something and it'll give me an idea and a thought will come through my head and I'll be like, yeah, that'd be a great show. Neat. And some useless information for the listeners. Your co-host from Berean Boys Radio was actually a co-host that was on another show where I was a co-host. So we, we actually have that in common. We, we both were co-hosts with Chris. Yeah, he's a, definitely a mutual friend. Uh, you knew him before me, and then I, I had the opportunity to meet him. And uh, it was a huge blessing because through him, I actually met a lot of other people uh, that we would go out and evangelize with on the streets. And so that was a, that was a huge blessing, you know, because at the time I thought I was the only person out there sharing the gospel in, in Cleveland area. Um, but then here come to find out, you know, there's uh, there was more. And so uh, that was a huge blessing and answer to prayer. Yes. Amen. I, I, I was the same way shortly after getting saved and getting into biblical evangelism. What sets your podcast apart from others that have a similar format? I don't know if I'd say that it maybe separates them from others. I, I know one thing that I like to do with G220 Radio, and it's always been my heart, is I don't necessarily look for the most well-known people to come on the show. I I look for people who are faithful to the Lord in Jesus Christ and, and the study of his word uh, and their testimonies. And to me, they're important. And I want to I want to be able to share that with other people and get other people to know who these people are, um, not because they're seeking fame or anything, but just to share their testimony that it might help someone else. And so um, we don't necessarily on GG20 Radio always stick with what's going on in the headlines. I don't even have TV to where I watch the news. So Although there may be times where, where that comes up, but it's mostly, you know, whatever on my heart, like whatever I'm, I'm thinking about or is on my mind and I get these ideas for shows and say, you know, I want to talk about that. And so I kind of just go with where the Lord's leads me with, you know, show ideas and, and rather than trying to follow the crowd of other podcasts and the topics that they might be talking about. And like I said, then it's just really wanting to bring on anybody. We might have someone on that uh, may be a little more well-known than others. And then we might have a guy that nobody's ever heard of before. And for me, it's all the same. It's There's no like status of how well they're known or not. To me, it's just these are brothers or sisters in Christ. And I just love having them come on the show. Very cool. You've actually transitioned now from just doing G220 Radio to having the G220 Radio Network. Why did you decide to expand the ministry into a whole network of shows? Well, it it started like, again, when I, when I made created G220 Radio um, to put it out there, I never wanted it to be about Ricky Gantz or anything like that. It was not about me. It was about having this platform to talk about the things of the Lord. And I would constantly tell my friends, you know, people that I evangelize with up here, I'm like, hey, if you guys want to do a show, let me know. You got a topic? 
we'll we'll uh, put you on there. You can host it." And um, so I would I would share that with them. And then I just started thinking. I was like, "Man, you know, I can give these guys. A, I mean, I, I have this." platform uh with the uh the podcast where i could do a show every day if i wanted to i don't want to um because it's very time consuming but i could do that and so while i'm only doing it once a week or twice a week i could use these other days for you know someone else to do a show or once a month or however and so i I started talking to uh some of my friends and and throwing out those ideas and said hey man you're you're more than welcome to uh, come and host a show over here uh, on this platform you can either use g220 radio's name or you can come up with something else and it would kind of it would still be all on these the same uh feed but out through the same blog talk but it would also uh be your own and so uh so we've done that and i've, I've enjoyed it and i know they've enjoyed it and i love to you know listen to those guys as well what are the different podcasts that are on the network well one we do um the church that i go to we we play every sunday uh the church sermon we put that up from christ the rock church so that's you can count on every every sunday g220 radio um we are tuesday nights we're going to be moving to 9 p.m eastern standard time and then we also do another another show we put out during the week uh, usually thursdays um unless something else is on that day but we we do that and we um we play a sermon of the week where I highlight sermons from pastors in this area, faithful pastors that I know, people that are my friends that are pastors in the area or in Ohio uh, or evangelists that are preaching. And I use their sermons uh, with their permission, of course. And I go ahead and uh, put those out as a sermon of the week. And then the other that we have, uh, one that's on once a month is Tongue Waggers, and that is with George Alvarado and Mike Miller. And they ba- they basically talk about linguistics from a biblical perspective and uh, really getting into words and the meaning of words and, and how that helps us as Christians. And then we have uh, Dr. Anthony Silvestro and John Eckel. Dr. Anthony Silvestro is with Creation Revival Ministries, and John Eckel is with Remember Ministries, and they host a show together called Creation Revival uh, Radio. And they basically talk about creation, uh, six days creation, literal days, and they'll talk about anything, you know, dealing with creation, uh, and also some presuppositional apologetics on that show. And they do it once a month as well. It's usually the first or second Wednesday of each month for them. What is it like to podcast with children? <laughs> well, it's, um, it's a blessing, um, to be able to include them in what we do and uh, be able to talk about what the shows are going to be about. Uh, There are some challenges. We try to do it at a time when it's uh, around them getting ready to go to bed uh, so that um, there's not much of a conflict. Actually, we're going to change the starting time to a little bit later so we can make it more accessible for them uh, to get to bed and also do our devotional time before uh, they hit the sack. How many children do you have, and how old are they? We have uh, six kids, one on the way. Um, 18 is my oldest, then we have a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 6-year-old. Have you ever done a podcast with your children? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I've actually had Clay on the show with me uh, in the past, uh, but it was for a brief, a brief time. He just came on to answer, uh, answer a question. And, uh, apart from that, no, I haven't, uh, other than Clay. Um, and I don't know if I would, um, just depending upon maybe the topic and, 
um, maybe their input on whatever the topic may be. If it's something that they're studying themselves or um, something they're interested in, I may bring them on. But some of the show topics, um, we don't even let them listen to. So depending on what it is, if it's more adult geared. Before we go, what parting words of wisdom would you have for the listeners? I would just say, you know, just keep pressing on, uh, seeking to glorify God, um, because whether we eat, drink, no matter what we do, do everything to the glory of God. And so, uh, have a, have a heavenly focus, have a eternal focus, keep your eyes on Christ and, and press on, press on the, the, the days. Sometimes we look around in society and think that everything is just getting bad and worse. But really, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what is around us, just press on. Just keep your eyes on Christ and just keep moving forward to the glory of God. Amen. And where can people go to get more information about you or G220 Radio Network? Well, you can go to G220Ministries.com or you can go to Blog Talk Radio and look up G220 Radio to uh, find the network there, uh, as well as they can subscribe on iTunes. All right. Very cool. Well, thank you, Ricky, for taking some time to talk to us today. And if G220 Radio Network sounds like something you want to listen to, listener, please go check them out. I know I'm a big fan of the main show, G220 Radio, but maybe one of the other podcasts on the network are more up your alley. Cannibalism is okay as long as you're not actually hurting somebody. Wouldn't eating someone hurt them? I'm trying to do the best I can. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. As born-again Christians, part of our duty is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or have never witnessed before, Witness Radio has something for you. Tune in next time to strengthen your faith and learn how to defend it. Go to witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show with my mommy and daddy, Elaine and Ryan Uniac. And we're back at Faith Family Radio. Please check us out at faithfamilyradio.com or Facebook or Twitter for more information. So we hope that you have enjoyed listening to a few of these podcasters that we enjoy. And hopefully you'll have the opportunity to check them out after you listen to us, of course. <laughs> but maybe what we've mentioned aren't really your cup of tea. Well, there are literally millions of podcasts out there. Right. And you know what? With what is offered on the AM and FM radio dial these days, podcasting is the way to go. It is the future of radio. And there, like I said, there's so many different podcasts out there. You've got sermons, wonderful sermons. Uh, some that I am subscribed to would be Stephen J. Lawson. He's a, a wonderful expositor of God's Word. He actually has a couple of podcasts. One is just different sermons that he's done. The other one is called The Expositor Podcast. They're short clips of him teaching how to be an expositor of God's Word. Uh, another podcast, and I'm a little biased to this one, but I think you'll be biased once you start listening, is Hyde Park Baptist Church. <laughs> Our pastor, Pastor Bill Rillo, we love his preaching, and it's great to be able to hear the message, mm -hmm. you know, a few days after it's been preached, because 
I rarely get to hear the message on Sunday morning because I'm taking care of kids, uh, my boys in the nursery. And if you want to listen to him, you got to listen now because he is on his way to Africa soon. Yes. Which <laughs> Unfortunately. Is, it, it is sad, but we're glad yes. that, to see that he wants to do God's will. And we wish him the best. And that he and his wife are trusting God through this whole thing to provide because there's a lot that needs to get done in a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. But God is showing himself faithful as he always does. Yes, absolutely. So a few other podcasts that I'm subscribed to, Apologia Radio with Jeff Durbin, No Compromise Radio or No Co Radio, Paul Washer, I love his sermons. Amen. <laughs> Although he always makes you feel like you got hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> the Breakdown with Aaron Barker. We've had a clip of his on the show not too long ago. And I've actually been interviewed on his show before. So that's a good show to listen to. The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. This one is just kind of a, a short, fun, family-friendly radio drama. I, I love listening to this. It, you know, it, it, they're short, but they're really funny. Unfortunately, they don't do it anymore. They stopped, I think, in 2008 or 2009, but it's all still there available for you to listen to. Mm-hmm. Vody Bauckham. I lis- love listening to Vody. I don't know of anyone who's heard Vody and been like, eh. <laughs> I mean, he is such a phenomenal preacher. Like he just and his apologetics and his preaching just blow me away. Yeah, honey, are there any that you're subscribed to that you want to mention briefly? Yes, obviously, I mentioned a couple at the beginning of the show that I'm subscribed to. I've also just recently come across one specifically for ladies, and it's called Ladies Love Theology, and it's a part of the Bible Thumping Wingnut umbrella organization i the network yeah i haven't uh checked them out really but this ladies love theology one it's getting it's just starting so you know there was some audio quality issues the first episode and just some flow issues but they're really starting to pick up and the content is really good so far one episode in particular that I recommend is about um, dealing with friends and family who have theological objections, you know, people who maybe aren't where you're at with, uh, you know, the doctrines of grace versus Arminianism and how to deal with that and a lot of, a lot of good counsel and encouragement there. So I just want to encourage you, at least right now, it's it's looking like it's going to be an amazing show. And it's two ladies that do that and they, they're doing a great job, I think. One I don't listen to as often, but um, on occasion I do. And one of the mothers from my church recommended a specific series is um, Alistair Begg's Truth for Life. He supposedly has a really good Esther series. Friends of ours, the uh, the Ertles, shout out to the Ertles, just uh, went through as a family. You know, we say all of this to tell you, check out a podcast. Download a podcast app. Elaine, you've got an iPhone, what podcast app do you use? The one that came on the phone. (laughs) Okay. So the podcast podcast app on the (laughs) Apple iPhone. For me, I like to use Podcast Addict or Podcast and Radio Addict. Um, It seems to be a really good program. Mm. But yeah, check out some some podcasts. You'll be pleasantly surprised at what's out there. Mm -hmm. And one last podcast that I want to mention that is my 
absolute favorite. My love for this podcast is equal with my love for the Faith and Family Radio Show podcast. And that is Witness Radio. <laughs> uh, I think you should definitely subscribe to that and the Faith and Family Radio Show mm-hmm. and listen to them religiously. I was wondering where, where you were going with that. I'm like, is he going to go with like oh, one that I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's totally Ryan. Or is he going to go with Witness Radio? <laughs> you should have known. Yeah, yeah that's totally Ryan. That's Self-promotion. Totally, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Just so often we listen to what we're given on the radio and we grumble like about the unbiblical nature of it, the fact that it's not Christ-exalting, when we have other options. And they're not, it doesn't cost money to have these podcasts. And how much will you be encouraged and strengthened as a Christian if you put on a podcast while you're cooking dinner for your family or on your drive in to work and back? That's what keeps me going every day on my drive to and from work. Exactly. So check it out. It, it can't hurt to try. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Faith and Family Radio Show. Remember to enjoy International Podcast Day every September 30th. What are some of your favorite podcasts? You know, maybe we didn't mention your favorite. Let us know in the comments or on social media or call our call-in line 513-900-8070. And we'd love to hear maybe some podcasts that we're missing out on. So thank you again for listening to the show. I'm Ryan. And I'm Elaine. May God bless you. Goodbye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Faith and Family Radio Show. Please share our program with others and leave feedback on social media. Do you have a subject that you'd like us to talk about on a future episode? Let us know at faithfamilyradio.com or by calling 513-900-8070. Thanks for listening and God bless you. (laughs) Bloopers! That was a good, easy opening. Mm -hmm. So... I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> I was just going to ask if we were coming, if this is the end of the show part. No. Yes. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> Boy, you're, you're rusty on podcast etiquette. <laughs> I didn't read the book. I'm sorry. <laughs> you probably need to listen to a couple of these podcasts that I'm subscribed to. Can you give me the Cliff's Notes version? <laughs> <laughs> Just the three-point Baptist type. (laughs) I've tried that. You don't listen. (laughs) Anyway. Ta-ta.